All right. Hey, everybody. We're back. Hey, we're back. Now with another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. Another one. Another one. All right. I'm Peter. I'm Chad. Uh, and this is our third. Uh, well, I'm not sure what order we're releasing these in, but we're this is our third 20 minute ish episode. We kind of paring down the thing, so we're not uh, meandering so much. Chad and I are both very busy people, and uh, we're just trying to make sure we are consistently putting out quality content for you folks. And we have a lot. And we have a lot of piled up. a we lot of stuff to talk about. Of content. Yeah, we do. So this is actually, I think, a really important, what I would call a big money skill in this in this uh, industry. Um, the bar gigs thing specifically, and this is turning guests into regulars. Um, I'll tell you this skill is it, it really I could I could demystify this quite a lot here. It's really just making friends. Mm-hmm. That's like just about all there is to it. Um, there are some kind of fine points here that make it slightly different from just making regular friends, but because it's sort of like a business friend. There's like a, a bit of a business relationship happening here. And there are some things to be aware of and and be wary of. Um, what's called a parasocial relationship. Have you ever heard of that, Chad? I can't say I have. Um, it's actually Bo Burnham is a pretty funny comedian. He's the first person I actually heard use that term, but I've heard it a couple more times recently since that. It's where someone feels like they know you like as you're a persona on stage or whatever and they're like oh I love you it's like here's here's the Bo Burnham yeah, you don't here's the Bo me. Burnham joke yeah uh, you actually don't know me what your experience is what's called a parasocial relationship um, and it can be very toxic but keep buying my shit forever yay you, you know he made a joke out of it addressed it directly which is something we talked about on the jokes episode addressing a thing directly making a joke out of it so you're telling the truth but you're also not like being a total dick about it um, anyway it can go. Just want to. I want to preface all this with that. Like there can be such a thing as this going wrong, right? Being friends with people who are crowd audience members, but uh, at this level, uh, playing in bars and restaurants, you're not like a famous person. You're not somebody who's like, oh, I feel like Peter and I are like kindred spirits, and like he and I are like destined to be together. You know, it's like there's going to be less of that. And especially in my market, it's a lot of 60-year-old-ish people. Um, so they're like old, a lot of times it's old couples, you know, who are becoming my friends. Um, and uh, the the reason this skill is so important is because of something that we've addressed on this episode, or this uh, podcast before, where uh, kind of one of the red flags of a venue when you're looking for venues is a venue saying, oh, do you have a following? You got a good following? Do you bring a crowd? You bring a crowd? Well, no, I fucking don't bring a crowd because I do this six times a week. I'm not bringing a fucking crowd with me to every... Thanks for letting me know that your bar sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not bringing a crowd with me to every gig, man. I do this. This is my full-time job, right? And, you know, some people do bring a crowd. You know who brings a crowd? People who do this once a month. They bring their friends and family out, and they bring a crowd. That's literally, that's literally who brings a crowd out. That's, like, it. Except... A person who has played a gig regularly for a while and has turned guests of the establishment into regular attendees of the gig. This is what this is what a following really is in this context. It's not a following of like, hey, I'm going to this new bar. Bring all my friends. I'm bringing 100 people to your fucking bar. It's not going to happen this way. It, it can happen with an original band that that plays once a month, like at most and preserves its draw 
Like that kind of thing can be a thing, right? But that's not what this is, right? You're a solo acoustic guy. You're playing covers. You're like entertainment in a bar. You're not bringing a fucking crowd to that. Like what world are you in where someone's going to fucking come follow me all around town six times a week to listen to me play fucking Johnny Cash covers? It's it's nuts. That would be it unless you were doing a specific genre. Yeah, so then that's like a tribute band. It's almost like being an original band. Uh, okay, so this is where I've got my brunch gig, right? Um, and actually, they just cut me for Saturdays. What? Uh, for off season, okay. which is fine. They didn't do this last year, though. They kept me all through Saturday and Sunday, all through off season, which I've, yeah. uh, I'm not going to get too concerned about. It. I'm not going to freak out. Well, the beautiful but, thing is you've set yourself up so it doesn't really affect your situation. It doesn't affect my situation too terribly, uh, partly because I take August and September off anyway. But uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. It's a little bit of a bummer to to lose it. But they, they also said, hey, we're doing a Thursday night thing, five to eight, that we'd like you to do. So you'll still have two days a week with us. So, I mean, which is fine, but I fucking don't want to work Thursday, Friday off, Saturday, Sunday. You know, it just, anyway, it's a bit of a pain in the butt. But either way, they're keeping me through Sunday, all through off season, and they're bringing back Saturdays for season. So it's not like the end of the world. I'm also a great saver. So even if every gig fell off the map, I'd be fine for a couple of years probably. Um, Let me ask you this. Is yeah. that something you get in writing, the guarantee that that Saturday comes back to you in, in season? No. Okay. No, I don't. You can do it. I do I do contracts with country clubs. I basically don't do contracts with people unless they ask. Um, I've never really had a big issue with it. It's partly because all this stuff is so flexible that... Uh, well, I, I could I could give them a contract and they'd they'd sign it and we'd negotiate about it and I, we could do it but I just um I just I I guess there's really no great reason why not why I shouldn't have a contract with them for X number of dates it just it, it hasn't been an issue in my career I'm really just curious yeah. yeah I've been doing this full time again for seven years I really only do contracts for country clubs because they ask and I've I you know. I don't, I don't feel like I need it. Cool. I don't know. So converting guests to regulars. Yeah, converting, thank you for keeping me on task. Uh, yes, converting guests to regulars. So I've got, I, you know, a dozen, two dozen people can pop into my mind when I when I talk about this. But this brunch gig uh, is like the big one. I've got people I know by name. I've got probably, a, I've got probably two, honestly two dozen people who regularly, not every week, but regularly come to see me at this brunch gig and they come maybe not just for me, right? But I'm a big part of it. Uh, they come to see me and to have the drink special and they like the food and they like the service. It's all one thing, but they came in, they said, Hey man, I, I like your music or they clapped or they tipped. And I came up, I talked to them in the break and we chatted and I said, Hey, you guys have any requests? You have anything particularly like to hear what kind of music are you into? And I played them a request and they keep coming back and they go, Hey Peter, I go, Hey Jim, you know, or whoever, and, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's something that is so obviously valuable to a restaurant. It is so obviously worth money to them. This is where like the rubber meets the road with this, with this stuff. This is where, <clears throat> um, this is where you make your money. This is why people fucking pay you to do this mm-hmm. is because people will come in and they'll go. Oh, this is cool. Live music. Nice. I like this. When is this? Oh, Sundays, 11 to 3. Cool, man. Three weeks later. Oh, what are we doing at noon on Sunday? Oh, there's that musician. 
and they come in and they see me and then we deepen the bond a little bit and we chat a little bit in the break. And this is another reason why you don't disappear for your breaks unless you like need to. Sometimes you need a mental health minute. But you don't disappear in the breaks. You go chat with your regulars, chat with people who look like they're interested, not regulars yet. Take requests, ask people what they like. And I actually have a very special trick here. There's a secret, secret sauce. You heard it here first. This is a Peter Coulter proprietary method. Um, I have a phone note, a note in my phone. That's what a phone note is. That says, that's called regulars. You won't even believe it. It's a phone note that says regulars. And it's got names. Uh, first, it's got venue names, which I actually, it's becoming so crowded with stuff now that um which is a great sign that means i got a lot of fucking regulars a lot of people come out to see me multiple times in different places and making a point that they're telling me they're coming here to see me so uh, i'm about to even expand this further and have regulars with separate venues or maybe just divide it by city or or area like naples uh sanibel captiva and divide it that way because i've got some of these that are like overloaded it's like impossible to find people in there but I have names, descriptions, where they're from, uh, songs they like, and this way I take notes. This is a good one. This is like really, really helps. This should, be, this should cost you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is this is good stuff, man. This is, has really helped me, and uh, I just I think I just invented this. I mean, yeah. if somebody has done this before, I've never heard of it. It came to me independently, you know. So. I am going to say I invented this. The PK method. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I go down to the restaurant that I'm at. Oh, look, okay, it's a so-and-so uh, restaurant. And I'm like, okay, oh, it's a fucking guy with a ponytail and the lady with the glasses. Uh, yeah, I remember they're from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, here it is. Guy with ponytail, lady with glasses. It's Kevin and Janice from Pennsylvania. I remembered that detail. Oh, they like Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. They like Johnny Cash one of them's a lawyer, one of them's a banker, whatever. Um, hey, are you guys down again from from uh, Pennsylvania or wherever, you know? It's good to see you guys. Man, Kevin, it's been it's been a while. I, I'm glad you guys came back. To, I just want to let you know. And sometimes I'll even just be like, I just want, because people are so used to being like, hey, dude, what's up? Hey, man, what's up? And they'll often know my name because I say it on the microphone and it's also on, it, a lot of times, a lot of times on uh, like, the venue itself will post something about me. I'll post, hey, I'm playing at this venue on Instagram and they'll be following it and they'll know that way. So they know, they know Peter Coulter Music. They know Peter. I say, hey, I'm Peter Coulter 10 times before I even get to my break to talk to them. Um, but I'll say, hey, I just want to let you know how impressive I am. I remember you guys' names. Kevin and Janice. Right? Yep, you got it. Oh, shit. Told you. You know, and so like, you know, so I'll make like a little joke out of it and, you know, how impressive I am is obviously a joke. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll have them in my phone and I'll remember who they were. And, you know, there, there's a part of you that might be thinking, oh, well, isn't that kind of like dishonest? No, it's not. It's not at all. You, you, um, honestly, if you wanted to fucking tell them, hey, you know, I've actually got this, like, check it out. Once you get to know someone a little better, and, you know, there, there'll be people, once you get to know them, you'll get to know them to a point where you do have their names memorized. You know, if you meet them three times and you do that, you'll have their name memorized. It's like, hey, you guys want to see a trick that I do? Like, I I, I would I would show these regular friends of mine uh, this note. I'd be like, look, you want to see yours? I don't need it anymore, but 
like here, look at yours. Guy with ponytail, lady with glasses from Pennsylvania, Kevin and Janine. Look, I have you saved right there. That's how I remember it the second time you guys came in, or the third time or whatever. Um, like when I knew you guys were going to keep coming back, I was like, I better remember these people's names. Yeah, once and I wrote you it invested, down. I invested. Exactly. So yeah, it's just a little trick and it doesn't have to be lying, right? Uh, it's just a, it's a, something to help you. It's a mnemonic device. It's not a mnemonic device, but it's something like that, right? So, so much of this stuff is just making friends with people, which is something I just say over and over again. So much of this stuff is just being a nice, normal, friendly person. And th- this is that, but a little more pointed. It's a little more directed at a particular thing. You're getting to know people. You're becoming friends with people. You're chatting with people about your mutual interests. What kind of music are you guys into? And so much of it is, so much of my relationships with these people is talking about music. It's talking about, a lot of it's sometimes talking about traveling. It's talking about their job, because they're at my job. So they're like, you know, this is cool. Is this your full-time job? Yeah, this is my full-time job. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Oh, I'm an engineer. Um, that's cool. Like, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. It's pretty cool. I like it. I, you know, I work from home, so it's easy. And, you know, like, you have these, it's just like, it's not rocket surgery. It's just like chatting, getting to know people. Remembering the things they requested, doing it specifically for them when they come in. Oh, hey, look, Janine's here. I remember she likes Tennessee whiskey. This one's for you, Janine. You ready? You spend my nights. That's exactly what I sound like live, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that, okay, I actually do have another point here. So the the value of this is, this is valuable to the bar or the restaurant, right? It is... It could be valuable for you to be able to show this to the manager, to the person who's in charge of your job, the person who's in charge of paying you. Um, If they see you chatting with customers, if they see you making friends, they see the same people show up and you name them by name over the microphone. Oh, look, Kevin and Janine are here. Thanks for coming in, Kevin and Janine. It's funny, I actually just... I slightly altered the names of some actual regulars of mine, Kevin and Janine. That's just like a K and a J couple. One guy's got a ponytail, one lady has glasses. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, they see you chat these people up, and it's you don't want to be like, hey, uh, manager, check this out. See these people? They're my regulars. I brought them in here. Like, Don't be that on the nose with it, but you know, make a point of trying to make sure they see that you're making friends with these regulars that these people are, you can, you can even, ooh, here's kind of a sneaky one. Hey, if you guys want, talking to my regulars, it never hurts for you to tell the manager or even just the waiter, we're here for the music. We love this guy. We keep coming back because this, this you can, these are your friends now, right? Or at least friendly acquaintances. These are people who want to help you. These are people who like that you're there. They want to keep you there. Right, they want you to keep showing up because they like it. So you can say, "Hey, man, it wouldn't hurt if you want to say, let the manager know that you love this because it's you know that's how I keep the job." You know, um, another great thing about these regulars is they fucking tip. They yeah. tip every time. Yeah, um, and the tips are not small. It's ten, twenty bucks every time. That, you know, so you build these up, and it turned like it turned my tips at, at these brunch gigs. From regularly 60 bucks, which is, you know, it's not terrible, but it's not great, um, to regularly 100 bucks. 
you know? And it just, that adds up, especially, I mean, if I was doing two a week, like, like I am in season, I mean, that's 80 bucks a weekend times, let's just say 30 weekends. Uh, that's 21. That's like $2,000 mm-hmm. extra just for making friends with a few people. It's safe to say that knowing every time you go to this gig, you're going to have someone that you can recognize, a face that you recognize, makes it more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. That's a good. That's a great point, Chad. You're a wise man. Yes. <clears throat> Having people I recognize show up makes it more enjoyable. Absolutely. Somebody who I know is there to enjoy the music. I mean, you played a lot of quiet rooms doing this job, but when you have regulars coming in who are like, hey, I'm here to listen. I'm here to have a conversation and engage with you. Oh, yeah. It makes the job way more. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I guess going from the business perspective, it obviously makes a ton of sense to have this happen for your business, for the business you're working with, the restaurant. Um, it shows up in their numbers. They they can see that it's working, because partly because of these people coming in every week or every other week to see you and and eat and drink. Um, but yeah, it makes it more fun. It makes it more fun knowing you know Kevin and Janine are coming in to ask for a Led Zeppelin song, you know, and tell me about their trip. Yeah, it makes doubles easier. It makes it just makes the whole thing more fun. Um, I will say my main double now, well, my only double now since I my, don't have my Saturday brunch for through off season. By the way, summertime is off season for uh, us down here in Florida. Gets slow, a little too hot for Northerners. Um, but my regular double Sunday is my brunch gig, and then Captiva, which is not going to be a regulars type of gig. Okay, so. Uh, it it's uh it's it's like a tourist gig, and that there's they're gonna be this it, so this turning clients or guests into regulars may not really apply as much to a gig like that where you got a lot of tourists. But the good thing about that, when you got a fucking bunch of tourists coming through, they're never expecting you to bring a crowd there either, right? They're they know they got a tourist crowd there. They know they got a crowd. They don't care. You show up, you play your songs. Mm-hmm. They're never going to... And that's the thing is, I, there's never any impression from my Captiva gig where it's like a touristy gig that they're going to be like, ah, the numbers just aren't adding up for music. No, they got music fucking seven days a week, twice a day, forever. They don't care. They And they, they don't want to can you for summer because then they got to scramble to find 14 fucking acts for a season when these when musicians are all booked up. So they they employ me all through off season, even when it's fucking hurricane season, even when it's raining outside. I can show up and they'll put me inside and nobody will show up and they'll pay me my base pay. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of a kind of a little difference in gigs there. So there are gigs where this is like a big part of it, where it's like we need you to be like making friends with these regulars so they keep coming back week after week because it's like part of your gig here. Like right. you are you are driving some numbers here for us, and if you don't, then we. We'll stop. We have to stop paying you. Whereas with um, like a tourist gig, it's like, yeah, you're driving numbers in a general way. Having entertainment drives numbers, but it's not like you are a special thing on a special day. We got a crowd. You just play for them. Yeah. So there's kind of two different ideas there. And, you know, there are some people who will regularly show up. There are people who show up year after year to a place and say, yeah, I saw you last year. Man, you were the best musician on Captiva. You're so fucking it's so good to see you again. You're like. Yeah, so that I mean, it's a different kind of regular. It's you know, um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think we did it. We did. That's twenty-one minutes, man. We did three twenty-minute episodes today. 
Um, and we're going to do that every time we meet so that we're not going to have another week like last week where we, we didn't post one for you guys. Yeah. And I think I like these 20 minute segments. We just fucking knock them out. We got plenty of subject matter That's to fresh. get through. Yeah. Cool. Good job, Chad. Good job, Peter. High five. Boom. Good night, everybody. Have a sweet night, folks. I'm imagining the shit out of that. <laughs> Good night, folks.